Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hello, friend, and welcome into the conversation. In this episode, I want to talk about the fact that it's almost July 3rd. Now, I'm assuming that you're listening to these in real time, and if you're not listening to them up to date in time, that's okay. It still applies to you. But I want to ask you the question, do you know what's occurring on July 3rd? Now, if you're in the United States, you might just assume it's because it's the day before Independence Day, the day when the the founding fathers of the United States of America declared their independence from the crown. But, you know, some of you are in other countries and don't care that it's July 4th. It doesn't mean anything to you. And then some of you are Native Americans and you couldn't care even less that it's July 4th or Independence Day. But that's not why July 3rd is significant. What's significant about July 3rd is that it is 182 days into 2022. And then on the other side of July 3rd, there's another 182 days left in 2022. It's the midpoint of the year. And the reason I talk about it is because I want you to reassess and ask the question, the intentions, goals, and possibilities that you created in January. And I'm assuming that you created some resolutions, some intentions, some wishful thinking about the year, what you wanted it to hold. This is a checkpoint for you to reassess. How's it going? Are you making progress on the intentions, goals, and possibilities that you put in place at the first of the year? And maybe you didn't do any of that. And this is also a reflection point for you to reassess. Has life changed at all? Have you wanted it to change? Now, if you're like me, there are things that you set in motion, set intentions for that you've achieved, that you've made progress on. But if I'm perfectly honest, there are things that I put in motion, put out in the universe that I haven't made any progress on or less than desirable progress on. And so I'm using this time to reflect for myself. And my wife and I are also going to sit down and reassess our goals and see what we want to put in place over the next six months. Some of you are listening to this in the future. You're not listening to this at the end of June, 1st of July. So what's that mean? Well, July 3rd has just been marked out on the calendar by me. Not me alone. There's other people that have done it. But but more specifically, it is not a day of distinction other than the fact that it is midway through the year. We've declared it a reflection point. And even January 1st, New Year's Day, it's marked out around the world as a new beginning. But in actuality, it's just another day on the calendar. We make it special because we declare it as special. It's a created event. So July 3rd, maybe you've passed it, maybe it's long gone. You can pick any day on the calendar to apply these questions, to apply this mindset. You can begin anew at any point in time. You just declare it. Now, I think it's important to mark out the day, you know, pick a specific day and make it significant 
to you. Declare it a day, a special day, where you are beginning anew, recommitting. Now, commitment is huge because you're aligning all your resources and your attention and focus towards fulfilling on a particular set of intentions. Now, I'm assuming at this point in time in the conversation that you started out with some set of intentions, written or unwritten, at the beginning of the year. And you can take stock right now, have an idea of whether you're making progress or not so much. The next question you ask yourself, does it bother you that you haven't made the progress that you intended? If it doesn't bother you, I suggest you stop listening to this episode because it'll be a waste of time. Because if you're happy with the way things are going, I suggest you keep doing what you're doing. Don't do anything different. But if you have an inkling that something bigger, something more amazing, more fantastic is possible, then keep listening. So whether you've not yet made the progress that you've intended or you've been making progress and think more is possible, I want you to ask yourself, what one to three things are you currently doing that do not serve you? They do not serve your intentions. They do not, they're not in alignment with you fulfilling on your intentions or creating the life you really want. And these could, these could be bad habits. They could be behaviors that are in place that are just taking you out of the game. And identify these. Write them down and then stop it. Stop doing them. And maybe there's more than three things, but let's say there are five. In the beginning, just focus on stopping one. And you, in your assessment, in looking at your behavior, you can easily identify the single biggest time suck, energy suck. You can identify, you know what it is. You know what the biggest problem is in your life right now that's not in alignment with what you want to achieve. And stop that one thing. Make it a focus. Make it an intention, an all-out assault on stopping that one thing. Now, this is where we want to not focus on the thing that we don't want. So, what's the opposite? And once you identify the one to three things you need to stop, identify the one thing that if you were to put in place would make the difference. It's the difference that makes the difference, the critical difference. You see, oftentimes we don't need to change everything. If we just change one thing or two things, it makes a profound difference and has a cascading effect into every other area of our life. For myself, the difference that I need to make is I needed to be more intentional about my morning routine. That if I, if I get the morning routine in place and fulfilled on, then the rest of the day unravels like gold. And when I'm not intentional about my morning routine, then my focus is disjointed, diffuse, and I lose energy. So in the beginning, focus on one thing you need to stop and one thing that you can put in place. And these are usually flip sides of the coin or opposite sides of the coin. And granted, you may have more than one, But in the beginning, focus on just one. And ideally, pick low-hanging fruit. Pick something easy. Pick something easy to put in place. And then pick something else. And then, then something else. And then you start building momentum. 
One of my teachers, Dr. Charles Hobbs, did his dissertation for his PhD on accessibility. His hypothesis was that the more accessible a planner, a activity, the support and resources were to you, you would be more likely to fulfill on a habit, a process, if everything was at, at hand. The, the harder you have to work at getting something, the more likely you are not to utilize it. So what does that mean? Let's say you snack and you snack on particular things. What you'd like to do is not snack on that particular item, whether it's potato chips or, well, if it's potato chips, just don't buy the potato chips. But if they're in the house, make them hard to get. Put them in the other room or put them high on the shelf to where there's an effort in order to fulfill on these. Let's say that you want to put in place working out, going to the gym. So what do you do to make things more accessible? Well, you lay out your clothes the night before. I prime the coffee maker the night before. So it's ready to go. It automatically brews and the pot of coffee's ready in the morning so I don't have to wait for it. Typically, when I go to the gym, I get up and I'm on my way before my wife even gets out of bed. And I don't want to disturb her just because I get up before the sun rises. That's not courtesy. So I take my clothes and I put them in my office so I can just pick up everything and leave with the least amount of uproar or noise. So you probably get the idea that if you need something or need require resources, that you make it more accessible, easier to utilize. You bring it closer, you have it at arm's reach, and if you want to create some distance, create some, some obstacles in order to do something, make it hard to fulfill on. Now, this also serves a greater purpose when you want to not do something, when you create a larger gap, a decision point, a choice point between the intention or the cue in order to engage in an activity. And then when you first begin it, you have a choice point in there where you can create a pattern interrupt. And I've talked about pattern interrupts in the past, but for those of you that have not been keeping up, a pattern interrupt is doing anything that is outside of your normal routine or your normal step-by-step pattern. You want to interrupt the pattern Basically, like if you have a CD or a DVD or a record, those of you that are old enough to know what a vinyl record is, when you scratch it, it never plays the same. It'll skip, it'll jump, it'll freeze, and that is a pattern interrupt. You interrupt the pattern or the flow of information, and that creates a choice point. Most habits are unconscious. Once you start the pattern, it carries out on its own. So if you can create a pattern interrupt early on in that process, you develop leverage in order to not fulfill on that habit and you start making incremental change. Now, something I've talked about in past episodes and just for the the sake of time and space, I can only address it shortly here in this episode. And that's anytime you engage in a new behavior, a new path, a new intention, you need to upgrade your self-concept. Because if you're not currently engaged in these activities, then these activities are not part of your self-concept, your self-identity. So anytime we engage in something new, it is a incremental upgrade 
of your self-concept. And these incremental upgrades are possible. It's doable. It can be somewhat cumbersome because for every upgrade you do, you also have other beliefs, intentions, other, other than conscious intentions that may get in the way. And that's where the power of alignment is, aligning your heart with your mind and your body. Whenever we stop or we don't move forward on an activity, it is usually because we're not aligned with it. All systems, all parts of us are not aligned in creating and fulfilling on that behavior. We're not being the person that does that naturally. And so when we engage in something new, when we incorporate a new behavior, a new habit, a new pattern, there is a natural level of resistance because it is not yet part of who we see ourselves to be. And sometimes because we don't have that inner alignment, we experience self-sabotage. We experience setbacks or procrastination. And that's simply because we're allowing our old story, our old self-concept to get in the way of this new intention, this new pattern that we're putting in place. Now, let me turn the lens on myself for a moment. When I talked earlier about me putting into practice a morning routine, when I do that, it changes everything. Yet the resistance in there is a belief in myself that I do not like routine. I do not like drill work. I don't like doing the same thing day in, day out. So part of my persona, part of my self-concept is making sure that I have creative flexibility built in my day. And if that's part of my self-concept, you can see how that will get in the way of me maintaining a morning routine. But the other thing is, I have a belief that I'm up to big things. And I understand that when I engage in that morning routine, and I'm committed to it, that it creates a lot more flexibility later in the day, because there are certain things that I do on a regular basis. And you can one can view this, this morning routine, as me priming the pump, getting things ready, and I just realized that most people probably have no reference for what it means to prime a pump, a hand pump, to bring up water out of the ground. Most people have never seen one or ever used one. And this is where I'm showing my age. When I was a kid, my grandmother had one in the kitchen. That was the way we got water into the sink. Well, I'm not going to go into detail what priming the pump means. If you're curious, and I'm sure you are now, look it up. Look it up. Check it out on Google. Do a search and read about what priming the pump means. Once you know this meaning, this phrase will have a completely different effect on you in the future. And so what might be another analogy that I could use? Um, let's say on a cold winter's day, it's going out and warming up the car before you take off. Or it's engaging in extended foreplay and seduction before the lovemaking begins. It could be said that it makes everything more worthwhile afterwards. Another thing that this does is, for me, having a routine is it defeats or downplays the amount of decisions that I have to make on a regular basis. You know, as far as what clothes to wear, what to eat, what to do, you know, in the order that I do it, if it's already part of routine, I don't have to make decisions about it. And they have found that the more decisions you have to make in a day, even little ones, seemingly insignificant ones, they add up 
and typically by lunchtime, you develop decision fatigue, where you don't like to make decisions, and when decisions come up, you make poor and poor decisions. This is why it's important to have your dinner planned out, what you're going to eat, because sometimes we wait and hold off and we don't think about it until we're hungry. And then when we're hungry, we go for low-hanging fruit. We don't eat the thing that's good for us. We tend to eat the thing that's immediate. We might stop for a burger or for a chicken sandwich or something on the way home. And typically, those things don't sit as well or feed us nutritionally as well as if we would have planned for it and engaged in a healthy meal. But by waiting until you're hungry until the, the, the need is dire, we tend to make poor decisions about what to eat. But so far, this conversation has been oriented around those individuals that have created some type of intention, outcome, possibility earlier in the year, and you haven't quite made the progress that you thought you would or have intended you would. But what if you're in that stage where you didn't make any real intention, you didn't really commit to anything at the beginning of the year, and you find yourself now at this uh, reflection point on July 3rd, or whatever day you choose, and you're looking at, have I made any progress? What would have to happen for me to make progress from this point forward? You see, before we begin any journey, it's helpful if we pick a destination, And then we take an assessment of where we are currently and what path could we take or do we have to take in order to get where we want to end up. So having a destination, an endpoint, an outcome or desired outcome is important because if we don't have one, then it doesn't really matter what we do. We get mired up in the details or the detours and really don't make progress, any significant progress towards anything that we actually desire in our heart. As Jim Rome puts it, we tend to major in minor things. We waste our time. We're ineffective, unfocused. But once we set the intention, set the destination, just setting it, though, is not going to ensure that we're going to arrive at our destination. Just setting a goal or an outcome is not ensure that it will be executed and delivered. What is critical is that we get committed to the process to fulfill on it. If it's going to be a destination or a journey, once I set my destination or the desired outcome, the next commitment is my mode of transportation. Is it going to be a plane, a train, an automobile, a boat, a bicycle? Am I going to travel highways or byways or by air? My mode of transportation and how I'm going to arrive, how I'm going to execute it will determine how fast it it happens and by which manner. Let's say that I want to engage in a practice of health and I have my outcome that I want to achieve. I have a certain uh, number of inches that I want my waist to be or centimeters. Um, I have a certain amount of kilograms or pounds that I want to weigh. I set my, my desired outcome. Then I commit to my practice of exercise and nutrition and diet. And then the process is the most important aspect of the entire journey. The destination is assured if I commit to the process, if I commit to the day-to-day practice. 
And this is what most people don't do. They set an intention at the beginning of the year, I want to, you know, lose 30 pounds. But they don't commit, they don't connect to the process that they'll have to engage in in order to make that happen. In fact, oftentimes they don't commit that process to part of their self-concept or their self-identity. Sometimes they'll want to lose the weight and then they go to the gym and they'll say things like, I hate going to the gym. I just don't, it's hard for me to get up. A person that's committed to it doesn't even say those things. They don't, that's, that's incongruent to say those things. It's not in alignment with fulfilling on your intention. And from the viewpoint of law of attraction, manifesting, not being in alignment is resistance in us fulfilling on our desired intention. Now, there is a certain amount of action required in anything, although it's possible to draw things faster to you when you're aligned, mind, body, and spirit. And it's certainly possible to draw things, draw outcomes, results, people, resources to you much faster without going through all the active motions, just based on how you're aligned, based on your vibration. But what I found is important that we be committed to doing the work. We're committed to doing what is necessary and not, I guess, not wanting to sidestep all the things that we may have to do because the things that we're resisting, more often than not, those are the very things that will stop us because of the resistance that we have in our mind, in our being, in our attitude, in our beliefs. So let me say it a different way just to clarify that. When you're committed to doing whatever it takes to fulfill on your intention, your outcome, and you know you're, you're connected to the possible work, and I say possible, because when you're committed to actually doing the work, oftentimes you don't have to. But if there's an aspect of the journey that you really are resisting, that becomes an energetic roadblock that more often than not will stop you on your journey. It's subtle and somewhat of a paradox. If we're prepared to do the work, go the extra mile, do everything that's necessary, oftentimes it's not required of us. But if we don't want to do that work, if we don't want to go the extra mile, then oftentimes that's the thing that will stop us. Hmm. That's just been my experience. You know, I, I just had a thought, and I think it would do you a great service if I was to take part of my, my program, The Aligned Self, and make it a masterclass um, and teach you about setting well-formed outcomes, how to look at different areas of your life, how to create a plan of action, how to connect with your passion and purpose. Now, it won't be to the degree that's available inside my coaching program. And if you're engaged in The Aligned Self coaching program, then you don't need to get involved in this. If you're a member of the vault, this will be made available to you. And if you're interested in joining the Aligned Self Coaching Program, that kicks off on July 12th. There's still time to get involved. But if you're interested in the masterclass, apart from that, I'll put it together and I'll work out the details and you can find out more at yesdaniel.com forward slash intention. And again, that will be a masterclass in setting well-formed outcomes aligning with your passion and your purpose, setting forth your dreams, your bucket list, and uh, setting priorities. Where do you begin? What's most important first? And then creating a plan of action. 
And then, of course, all that will be sprinkled with Law of Attraction and Manifesting Secrets. How can I not put that in? And if you've been waiting for this series on manifesting, that will begin in mid-July. It's taken me a little bit more time to plan it out because I wanted to have a sense of coherence. But as I think about it, in me making this masterclass available, it will be a great complement to that whole series and really give it a lot of horsepower. There goes my, my car metaphor. Let's say it'll give it a lot more pizzazz, a lot more sizzle, a lot more juice to the whole process. So before we end this, let me just sum things up because I was kind of all over the place, I think. First, ask yourself, what are the one to three things that I should stop that I'm currently engaged in that is taking me away from, that is a detour, that is not in alignment with my intentions, my goals, and my possibilities that I created earlier? Or maybe it's just the idea that you have for your life. Yet you know that these activities are getting in the way of you being truly committed, really aligned with the person that you want to be. Identify those, write them down. Writing them down is important. And then commit to stopping them. Commit. Because right now you're tolerating it. You're actually committed, more committed to these behaviors than you are your goals. Next, we want to flip the coin over. What is the opposite of these things that we're going to stop? What's the What's the thing that we want to bring into our life? What is the distinction, the execution that would make the difference, the critical difference? There's typically one or two things that have a lot of leverage that if we were to put them into place, put them into practice, it changes everything. And again, remember that we don't necessarily have to attack every area of our life. We just pick one high leverage activity and there's a cascade effect into every area of our life. It begins to change everything and makes changing in these other areas a lot easier just by focusing on one thing up front. And then you can add things along the way. The whole idea is to begin to build momentum. And then when you catch yourself in a pattern, we want to interrupt it. We talked about accessibility and making things easy for you, the things you want to put in place, and start making things harder for yourself, the things that you want to stop doing in your life. And then I mentioned if you do not have well-defined outcomes, goals, possibilities, and you lack that clarity, then I'm going to put out a masterclass to assist you in developing that, in making it a part of your constitution. I also talked about upgrading your self-concept. You have to align your self-concept with your goal and your intention, because more than likely that you're not fulfilling on your goals and intentions because somewhere your self-concept is not aligned with your new intention. And that's the basic summation. Now I'm going to leave you with a technique, a manifesting technique to make everything easier as you enter this reflection point. So who do you want to be in 30 days? What behavior, what practice do you want to have in place solidly within the next 30 days? And give yourself the leeway of the next 30 days, because if you haven't already put in place, then you're probably not going to put it in place by any other method. So let's say, I'll use myself as an example. Let's say I project out in the future and who I am in, in, within 30 days is now writing a letter to my old self. And my future self is saying this, 
Daniel, you should be proud of yourself. For the last 30 days, you have implemented a morning routine each and every day, and it has made a profound difference on your performance, your productivity, and your overall well-being. In fact, your, your wife has even remarked that you're in a better mood and more agreeable. In fact, Daniel, I have to tell you that you implementing this one practice has made such a profound difference on virtually every area of your life. It's impacted your podcast. You're a lot more productive. It's easier to get episodes out. There are some days you even batch content. You do two or three episodes ahead. You would have never thought you could have got that done on the front end of this. And it has not only impacted your life and your family's life, but it's also impacted your ability to deliver quality to your customers and your clients. Daniel, you really should be proud of yourself. I have to pat you on the back. You've done an excellent job. So this is the way of writing a letter. And I just did that off the top of my head. You can do it any way you want, but the idea is to assume the feeling of the wish fulfilled. And a question that typically always comes up when a process or an affirmation is offered is the question, how often do I do this? How many times should I do it? Well, there is no should in this, but I would suggest you read it once a day for the first seven days. And each time, read it in a way where you can embrace the feeling of the wish fulfilled, where it feels like your future self is really talking to your younger self. And this is the important part. Each time you do read it, and you can read it every day for 30 days, it just reinforces your activity. But do it, read it in a way where you're embracing and calling forth the emotional vibrancy of the wish fulfilled, like I said. But also don't read it if you're just reading the word. You're not emotionally involved. You're better off not reading it then and just thinking about the wish fulfilled. So in that letter that I wrote myself, I not only call forth the feeling of the wish fulfilled, but I also built a case in my mind why it is a good thing for my life and all the different areas that it's going to impact and building a case or an evidence procedure for why you're doing something. It helps step around anything in your self-concept that is getting in the way. Like remember when I had that that self-concept that I don't necessarily like routine, but I'm committed to a bigger thing. So I focused on the bigger aspect, the bigger impact that I can make on the world. And so I amplify that and the other belief the that I don't want to be tied down by a routine, it actually empowers me to fulfill on a greater vision. So I built a case to support that idea. So when you're writing the letter, have fun. And remember, there is no right way to do it. As long as you're producing the feeling, the emotional content, the emotional vibration of the wish fulfilled inside your letter, then all is good. So however you achieve that, you're on target. So, okay, that's it. This is your friend and host, Daniel Danovi, urging you to follow your bliss. Live your life from inner signals. Be inner directed as you engage in the epic adventure.